Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Yeah. Wow. better. Stitch is taken over. So strap yourselves in for Disney's most <laughs> experience. Check out Stitch's greatest game, new at the Magic Kingdom. Wow. My goodness. That's not yours, is it? From the ashes of the Spirit of Aloha dinner show at the Walt Disney Disney World, sorry, Disney World, po- the Polynesian at Resort, the World at, at Disney. <laughs> it's scraping the vault. <laughs> Hello, welcome. I forgot how we do this, so I'm just gonna say you're listening to the Voice of America. My name is Dan. God and bless. Sitting Dan. right next to me, this is Audrey. She oh. just spoke. Hello, Audrey. Aloha. Aloha as well. She is part of my Ohana. And Hello. who is also part of our podcast, Ohana. That means family. Mm-hmm. That was Jimmy mm-hmm. that just said, Aloha. Listener, you're not going to listen to this until after Audrey and Dan and I were together in like San Ohana, Diego. Which means Yay. And when we were you're hoping to Ohana. See, that's right. Because we're going to see Audrey do... <laughs> Um, some improv, and unfortunately, Cheryl and Sheila will not be there. No, no, you said they're there, but they're playing characters. Yes. Uh, this is That's some exciting. secret back lore story <laughs> for you, for the listeners in the know. Cheryl and Sheila have successfully infiltrated American improv theaters and have now, uh, in character as Americans, joined <laughs> an improvised soap opera called yeah. point of passion now august 20th is the show that you guys are intending to see is yes. technically our last show of the season but oh we've been renewed summer stock so there will be chances to see the show again for any of our san diego listeners who want to catch an improvised soap opera uh it's at Mockingbird Improv in Liberty Station, and that's all the plugging I'll do. It's on Saturdays. Very so good. That, that's 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 stand up, right? You do stand up. It's kind of like stand up <laughs> in that we're standing for a lot of it, um, but it's and you're saying not words like and jokes. Up. That's true. I have some yes. ideas for your. I have some ideas for your skits sometimes. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. Oh, wait, hold on, guys. Hold on, hold on, hold on. This comes out August thirtieth. All right, let's do it again. Audrey, I loved watching your improv. It was so it was good. Awesome. Oh my God. You were Thank so you funny. Thank you so much. Thank you guys. Yeah. It was actually my worst show and I wish you had come <laughs> seen it sooner. Oh, uh, I'm uh, sorry. I thought yeah, it, was it was great. Just, I loved it. Well, you're wrong. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, all seven of us there really, really had a good time. And wait, let's uh, try also, this again. 
Okay, let's do this role playing thing again. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. three, two, Audrey, one. Audrey, I didn't know that you. Okay, I, I was really impressed that you could just like cry on demand like that. Thank you so much. <laughs> I actually did a really terrible job. It was the worst uh, show I've ever done. This feels like the last take. Dang it! <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm not uh, an actor. Wait. I'm not used hey. to this. Well, you're just That's a stand-up. Right. You're, you're so. stand-up comedian. <laughs> uh, but Dan, Disneyland was so fun. It was it was weird. We spent a couple of days at Disneyland with Eric uh-huh. and, uh, and, uh-huh. and Hillary and, and Brianna. And Yeah, look, I'm sorry I hey yelled guys. at everybody. I couldn't believe you did that. I could not believe you did that. But it was weird. It was, I mean, so the Disney jail, that that's kind of – were you there for three hours? I don't well, remember. Now, yeah, now we have confirmation that it's actually there. And they the put the mayor of Disney in jail. It's yeah. the first time a politician's ever been held. Oh held my god, that fight! That jail. fight in New Orleans Square. Remember those guys? Oh yeah, that was yeah. weird. And then, that was and, then weird. and then we all peed in the cup with that lady. Yeah, we sure did. So much blood. <laughs> What's funny is I peed in the cup in the bathroom. Well, yeah. Oh. Well. Delayed. And then you brought it out for her. Then I brought it out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, your turn. <laughs> she just went for it right there. I, I brought out the letter back in. I brought out the full cup. <laughs> brought it to a cast member. Yeah, they made her a security manager. <laughs> it's weird. Anyway, it's good to be back. Happy August 30th to everybody. We mm-hmm. saw Lilo and Stitch 2. Stitch has a glitch. Mm-hmm. Oh, which boy, was, does he. Uh, it's 2005 American direct-to-video animated science fiction comedy drama film. Ooh, say more uh, words, please. Uh, <laughs> produced by the Australian office of Disney Toon Studios. No although way. Although in the... In the <laughs> Sheila? <laughs> is no, Sheila no. here? Is she with no. you? No, she's not. <laughs> what? <laughs> Listen to this. I this thought it was interesting. So, first of all, in the opening credits, it says Disney Animation Studios, but this is saying Disney Toon Studios in Australia. It's the third film released in the Lilo and Stitch franchise, not the last, by the way. Yeah. And the second film in the franchise's chronology, taking place between the events of 2002's Lilo and Stitch, to which this film series uh, serves as a sequel to, and the 2003 direct-to-video Stitch, the movie, which we've already reviewed on this podcast. Do we know what it was about? No, we don't. Uh, uh, I, is- I, I can tell you what it was about. Not my muscle. <laughs> This is the final time that Jason Scott Lee voiced David and the only Mm. film in which Davi Chase did not reprise her role as Lilo and is replaced by Dakota Fanning. That's what was different. Okay. Dakota Fanning, which, by the way, spoilers, is why that was such a good performance because Dakota Fanning is uh, a wonderful actress. Like the first film. Did the original voice actress then, did she play... The character that looks exactly like Lilo in the, exactly uh, <laughs> like Lilo. Come on, Disney Tune. What? Like, try a little. You got the redhead with glasses, and then you go. Well, there's a Hawaiian face. We already got one. Let's just choose that. Like identical. It is to a point where, like, wait a minute. Like, I think her face was a little longer. No, it was, for, it's the same. For the for the listener in the, there's a there's a luau, luau class. You remember from the movie the the little girls that do the luau class, the uh, you know the uh, hula training. Mm-hmm. And one of the five girls is Lilo, and another one of the five girls is Lilo. Lilo. <laughs> it's just, 
I'm so glad you Lilos? I specifically didn't write it down because I said something similar in the Mulan 2 thing and I got like racist shamed for it. <laughs> no, this was straight up like this was like why try and draw another face? You have a, you have another I one. I already right got there. that model. Yeah. yeah it's, it's like at Disneyland just with the Just draw anima- Hawaiian. Come on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like the like in Disneyland when they just redid animatronics, they took the the whistling guy pirate from the basement and they made him blow out a candle in uh pirate or a Honda Mansion. Same idea. Hmm. Like the first film, Lilo and Stitch 2, Stitch Has a Glitch, also featured Skywalker sound, which, by the way, I noticed. I thought hmm. the orchestration was really good. I thought the sound quality was good. I thought the animation was good. I think this is a <laughs> this is a very good sequel. It looks really nice. I, it looks uh, nice. There is some weird stuff that goes on with the sound panning in like the first couple of scenes with I, Lilo. I liked it. it I liked it, how like I could hear in the surround sound of my living room. Like I could hear if you panned to a different person, the person speaking who's not on screen, I could hear him in the distance. I thought that was really cool. Yes. it. I normally like that, but in this case, I noticed it because it wasn't quite right. It was off just... It's a little too extreme, just, right? Because so much that I was like, whoa, that was weird. Because I listened with headphones. Like they're sitting on the couch and they're three feet away from each other, but they sounded like they were 20 feet away from each other. Yeah. Or like they cut it just a second too early or too late in one frame or one scene. And then like I could have written, I should have written down the timestamp or whatever for the diligent listeners to Um, go back and watch. But the the lightsaber sounds were a little extreme and the Wilhelm Mm -hmm. scream was unnecessary. Mm -hmm. Light Skywalker sound. And then they made uh, Stitch's spaceship sound like uh, the, I don't know what ship that is. Star Wars fans make the joke for me in your own head. My, thank you. My mom, when I was growing up, she had an espresso maker at home and it had a milk, milk frother or whatever. Humble brag. (laughs) <laughs> it uh when you steamed milk it made the sound that tie fighters make that kind of like <laughs> like but like that's awesome. more that's awesome wet i would and, be oh oh that oh. No, wet <laughs> hot milk <laughs> skeet, okay. skeet, was, skeet 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 <laughs> <laughs> sorry uh, <laughs> i was yeah. a yeah. Uh, just, Do we have to blurt that out? No, 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 unless we go further with it. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I, uh, never mind. I had something with espresso, but it's gone now. Great. I'll so tell Dan, it when I remember it in like 40 minutes. Call back. That's what we call that. <laughs> um, so, Dan, do you want to talk about what was going on in 2005 when this oh, I sure do. debuted? Aha. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm going to do a little mix. We're going to have some box office flops and we're going to have some slang pops. Like <laughs> Skeet. Oh. Uh, exactly. Which and what was I the other one we discussed earlier? The current uh, a cap. box office. You cap, cap. that. Yes. Cap, cap no that cap. ass. So oh. no cap. We're going <laughs> to the, the ass. That means the ass is right. Chemical Brothers. <laughs> yeah. So let's talk about movies that didn't go too well at the box office in 2005 which is when this movie came out what if I talked like this the entire show Uh, there was let's see we have Aeon Flux remember that no you don't Uh, oh okay Uh, Bad News Bears starring Billy Bob Thornton Mm. 
we also have Cinderella Man. Uh, uh, Doom. Remember Doom? Do you remember Doom? The that game? game? Yeah, there was a game. Uh, they made a and, movie? Yeah, it was a first-person shooter game, and they made a movie that was a first-person shooter, and it was awful. <laughs> Not about that movie. Um... Not on this list, but noteworthy, I Know Who Killed Me, <laughs> starring uh, the girl from the movie with Jesus Quinn. Funky Monkey, Brittany why Murphy. didn't that go well? Into the Blue, starring uh, Paul Walker and Jessica Alba. Uh, Lord of War, starring Paul Walker and Jessica Alba. Jarhead, starring just Jessica Alba. Uh, let's see, Sahara. That no one won Oscar, right? Huh? Jarhead? Like, I feel like all of these movies were terrible flops. Jarhead might have been, like, nominated for something. That's what I'm thinking. I don't know. Uh, Also, hey, let's talk about slang. So, uh, in 2005, people were using all the words. We had uh, uh, the idea of red and blue states uh, became a meme born on the 2004 presidential election. Uh, truthiness was a word at the time. Thank you, uh, Stephen Colbert. Metrosexual. Remember metrosexual? Wow. Yeah. That was, a thing. Um, that was uh, yeah, that was a fun time. Uh, mean Girls. Uh, fetch. 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 Uh, yeah, Fetch. Stop trying to make Fetch happen. Yeah. It's uh, not going to happen. Gwen Stefani tried to make uh, Hollaback Girl a thing, uh, but it wasn't a thing. Uh, and then uh, jump the couch. Mm. Oh, jump the couch because jump the because uh, uh, that jump psychopath uh, Tom Cruise. Oh um, yeah, 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 yeah. He jumped on Oprah Winfrey. We love you, Tom Cruise. We respect everything you do. Go to hell, Tom please Cruise. don't, please don't come <laughs> for us. But if you do, top, send us top a Top Gun Maverick. Cake. Send your best lawyers for us. Top Gun Maverick <laughs> is the highest grossing film. It 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 outperformed Titanic. I want to see it. It sounds pretty it's good. It's so good. It's really good. I mm. I like mustaches, and I think the main character has a mustache. So yeah, it's uh, Penn and Teller. No, what's his name? Miles Teller. Cool. Anyway, I've heard it's good. Uh, it is good. It it's much better than the original. It's a remake, effectively, same story beats and everything. Um, but oh, just like this, Tom movie. Cruise and uh, yeah. Tom Cruise insisted that all the flight stuff was real. So it's actually the actors in planes, in jets, all the G's. It's all legit. So Hell that was pretty cool. Yeah. I know um, I know someone who has very similar what I imagine is very similar Tom Cruise energy, and I find that person very exhausting. Listen, say what you will about the man. Um he's a movie star. And who's got Tom Cruise energy? I'm not going to say the name. Oh. <laughs> it's, it's not one of you. <laughs> okay. It's no one that either of you know. <laughs> okay. Dang it. Um, but yeah, he's a movie star and Top Gun Maverick is a uh, wonderful film. You know what else came out in 2005, Dan? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and Lilo and Stitch 2, Stitch has a glitch. Oh, and guys, God. I'm going to say this. Oh, no. I loved it. I loved this movie. This is uh, by far. Oh my god, I cried at the end. I like Stitch was dead, and Lilo gave the most. Our Dakota Fanning gave the most moving performance of loss and your Ohana, and oh my god, I cried. It was. Okay, I mean, so not touching. Sobbed, but that moment did before, stand out. 
before we get into this, just so to make this easier on you to going forward, I had a very visceral reaction to this movie mm-hmm. up, not up front, but about two minutes in, I was like, I was, it was, it was bad. And I even texted both of you saying that this movie is literally my nightmare. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, it, I mean, because however, just one sentence would solve all the conflict. Well, yeah. And in the meantime, everyone is like, we'll get into it. But uh, I think, what, what was it? It's the Cinderella. It was one of the Cinderella sequels that we addressed it more clearly what that nightmare is. But um, however, towards the end, it did start to, it did start to win me over. I'm so, going to say this is at the top of the sequel list for me. This is the best sequel what? that we've watched so far. Yeah, And it's Better possible that if I wasn't approaching it mm-hmm. with the stuff in my head that I am, was approaching it with, some of it's personal, some of it's professional, and we'll get into that as well. Um, it's possible I could have enjoyed this movie, but I hated it for most of it. Wow. Like, serious. Like, I was bothered by it like i was like <laughs> offended by this movie in on in several ways well let's break it down i want to know what it was and and how 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 that visceral reaction why it came and and see if i can understand how to hate <laughs> all right so here's what happened in this movie um wait. what wait yeah. Did you guys yeah. have an idea of what you thought the movie was going to be about? Because I did. Oh, no. No, I don't. Go ahead. Okay. Here's my stupid story. Stitch 2. Stitch has a glitch. Stitch is secretly Stitch Toshi Nakamoto and invents Bitcoin. <laughs> but the government <laughs> wants to stop him because a fully decentralized currency means they can't control the money supply and print more money lining their pockets and inflating the dollar for everybody else. The glitch is that Bitcoin isn't well understood or fully adopted yet. (laughs) Wonderful. (laughs) Wonderful. I feel like I just stared into some kind of a mirror there. (laughs) Um, well, Dan, did you have any idea of what it was going to be about? Did you? Have I didn't any? care. All I, I knew was that I had to watch this movie. Uh, I have a trailer for Kangaroo Jack. Bring it on! <laughs> oh, it's uh, Hacky Sacks and Khaki Slacks' favorite movie. Uh, of course. <laughs> In the land down under, fifty thousand dollars has been stolen. 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 <laughs> relentless, unrepenting thief. And he's not giving it back. Yeah. Hey, look how tall he is. Kangaroo oh. Jack. They put their money in a jacket and a jacket on the kangaroo. $50,000? Yeah. And now he's hopping away. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, well, it's guess. appropriate, Dan, because this film was produced by the Australian office of Disney Toon Studios. How did I you know? I it know. was? Yeah. yeah. The Australian Disney Toon Studios. It's appropriate because Australia is relatively close to to Hawaii, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they're Polynesia, <laughs> right? I mean, anyway. Uh, like, I think Australia was represented in the spirit of Aloha Dinner Show. Was it? I know. I know that New Zealand was, I think. Anyway, 
Um, all right. So here's what happened in Lilo and Stitch 2. Stitch has a glitch. One morning, Stitch awakens from a nightmare about turning bad again and causing destruction to Earth, including hurting Lilo. After consoling Stitch by reminding him that he shows that she knows he would never cause harm to her, Lilo tests his goodness level by having him do a few good deeds. Upon discovering that they are late for the hula class, they use their hovercraft to get there. Yeah, I Anything wish so I had far? a hovercraft. Me too. Um, I wish I had a hovercraft. It fit in the trunk of uh, Noni's car. It yeah. was crazy that um, it was crazy that he was dive bombing Hawaii. In a jet. Oh, totally. Oh, my yeah. God. I didn't think about that. He was totally <laughs> dive-bombing. Seems Hawaii. like a little, like, uh, Good thing there weren't um, any, like, battleships or anything. Yeah, good thing. I thought uh, <laughs> for sure. I thought for sure that this was going to... That this was the third movie in the series showing us his origin again. But I was relieved yeah. that they didn't actually do that until, like, halfway through the movie. Kind of, yeah. And they, they did... I mean, and it was a... It was... A, it was it was a scene that was relevant to the plot of yeah. why he has a glitch, right? And it, and it didn't right. feel like shoehorned. It felt like an explanation that they could have well, done earlier. Yeah, I mean, it, it, except for, yeah, it doesn't feel shoehorned except for the fact that it kind of rewrites part of the origin story. A little it, bit, but I don't think it... it, it yeah, it adds more detail. It. Yeah, more detail. Um, um, the other thing... So it's going to be one is, of those episodes. <laughs> like, like We're not episode. ganging up on you. Um, I said flat out at the beginning, I loved it. It was my favorite one so far. So it's not going to be one of those. Okay. Uh, I used to, I don't know, watching the like stress dreams Stitch had just reminded uh -huh. me like I, I hardcore dieted for a while and I used to have nightmares about eating too much food. <laughs> oh, like, like Audrey from Vacation. Huh? Audrey, the the daughter of European vacation had, cause she was trying to diet to look good for her boyfriend and she had those dreams where she overate and like exploded. It's so and her silly. Her name was Audrey. Were you in that movie? Was that you? What? Is that movie about you? <laughs> oh wait, you weren't born yet. <laughs> no, I'm um, sorry. So one line that I wrote down, David Ogden Steyer's all, uh, scraping the vault all star. He and I and cannot win with and the the Mike Wazowski <laughs> the tall Mike Wazowski character I don't know the name um, no the no. tall one with the one eye that's in the movie Peekly 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 played by uh, the guy from Kids in the Hall yeah and by the way all repeating cast all the original cast with the exception of Lilo Dakota Fanning um, so they're coming through the kitchen and Noni who doesn't really Nine. have a story arc. There's this mm. kind of subplot of she doesn't she doesn't love David anymore after three weeks of dating, which was really stupid. But she's the um, mom. She's the mom, take care right? Of everyone. She's the mother character. She's taking care of everybody, including these two aliens. And David Ogden Styers comes out. They're going to go hit the town or whatever. And Noni says, "No more crop circles." And he's like, "All the other aliens do it." I liked it. So no. here's the interesting thing: is you you said that she doesn't really have a character arc. No. And that's true. However, one of the issues that I have throughout this is that if you think about the situation, here's a family that their, their mother, uh, sorry, no, Ohana, that no, thanks. Their, their mother died. Mm -hmm. So it's just the two of them. 
Yeah. They're really struggling and like in all sorts of ways. That is a family dealing with trauma. Yeah. And it is addressed and it could it could make this such a deeper story without making it like too complex or whatever like children can handle these sorts of things. Um sprinkle a little bit of that in there and this story becomes so much richer and so much more interesting, but instead they just kind of talk about it for two seconds well, towards the end. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they, they do bring up mom that, and, and this does feel like a continuation of the first movie where they are dealing with trauma and struggle and they're trying to find their family identity and then yeah. stitch becomes Ohana and then the aliens evidently. So it's still kind of a continuation. Noni has a job and Nani. she's still struggling to keep everything. Nani. Her Nani. name's Nani. N- sorry. She's still struggling to keep everything together. So that's just sort of a good continuation, but nothing ever really changes. And the mom was, wasn't really brought up in the first movie, I don't think. No, but, but it's brought up a lot in this movie, but it's right. not ever like dealt with. It's just like, oh, blah, 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 because uh, mom died and, and not. And that's really sad. And that adds to the character. And that explains why these things are happening. Just like, oh, dead mom, kids pan in the ass. Let's move on. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Um, because that's not what the movie's about, but it kind of is, but it's really but more about love is more powerful than death, which, which is the arc that I really enjoyed. And it was life imitating art in the movie, if that makes sense. And I, I, I didn't, it didn't hit me till the end when life literally was more powerful than death. And I, that I really appreciated how the luau, the hula that she's performing or trying to perform through the whole movie is the movie. Yeah. That was yeah. that you know, was a nice. I um, loved that. I love that story. Encompassing. I guess, I guess what story. I'm what I'm where I'm coming from is if that is ultimately what the movie is about, then you don't have to wait till the last ten minutes to actually make that. Apparent. But I don't think they are. I think the whole movie is building up to that ending by going through this this hula over and over and over again. That is 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 the movie. And and anyway, we'll get to it, but um. So Lula, Lilo and her mom, maybe, maybe it's her mom is the other little girl. Cause they look exactly <laughs> alike. Um, while at the hula class, Kumu announces that Lilo and her classmates will be prepared to perform at the local May day festival. Each student is required to create an original dance. Lilo is inspired when Kumu tells her about her mother being in the festival at her age and winning, giving her a picture of the event. So Lilo's mother Looks exactly like Lilo, except that she has a plumeria in her ear. That's has no only... bangs either. Oh, is that it? Lilo has tiny um, little bangs and her mom uh, okay. does not. Also, how old is this school same. teacher? And how does the teacher know that there's a picture of Lilo's mom in this book? Unless he taught old both of them. To te- I don't know. I mean, well, I, you know. I mean, if she was a very good dancer, then it's possible that it's like something that all the teachers know about. You know? I mean... I get what you're saying. I'm not saying that you're wrong, but I, there's also, it's possible. Um, I hear you. What so we didn't mention is the redhead kid. The, the little redheaded bitch awful and with the glasses. At the same time. She's yeah. so funny. So they're sitting around on stage and they're like, oh, my mom is really good at this. And my mom is really good at that. And like, oh, Leah doesn't have a mom. Yeah, so and then the teacher overhears it. Set her aside. And he's like, hey, Leah, come over here. I want to show you something. It's like, this is your mom. She was... Uh, she was graceful as a flower or something. She was a boss ass bitch. 
<laughs> yeah. And like as gentle as or is like no gentle cap. as a wave. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah your your cap, Audrey. Your mom was bussing. Um <laughs> maybe Leo well, should just have thicker skin. You know, like people are gonna talk about whatever they're gonna talk about, and it's up to you to like not let it affect you or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um just be better. Yeah. Be better, Leo. Yeah, Lilo sucks. Stupid. Ugh. Real turd. No, nah, just kidding. Bitch. I didn't yeah. mind this movie. I just didn't have. I didn't connect to it very strongly. I was. I felt like I was working while watching it instead of like, ah, oh, fun. Wa- I get to watch a movie now and write about it. Oh, so, interesting. Yeah. The elephant in the room for me for the the professional end of it is Kumu. Uh, well, no, all <laughs> all of it. The this is Big Lilo guy. is, um. A weird kid. I don't mean that in a bad way at all. And the way she is, the way other characters deal with her in this movie and possibly this universe is that there's no value in being a weird kid, that she's just a colossal pain in their ass. Mm -hmm. And when I see this, because I work in the education industry, specifically in special education, specifically kids with learning disabilities. I'm not saying that that's Lilo at all, but um, there there comes a point where you're kind of just being an asshole if you're not finding a value in this kid's inherent value and instead going like, uh, we don't want to deal with you. Go play with your stupid thing that looks like a dog. Dog, yeah. You're a pain in the ass. You're always in trouble. And by the way, uh, something wrong. Something clearly. There's clearly a problem here. And you, uh, eight year old, you're you're the fault. You're at fault. You need to fix it. Seven. It's yeah. Seven. There's no. There's no accountability for adult figures or anyone, even the kids around her to go like, Oh, she's weird. But like, that's cool. That's fine. Listener, there, this is hitting Dan close to home. Yeah, it is <laughs> <laughs> because it's like, no cap. Y- you don't, you're missing out. First of all, you're da- doing damage to the child and, but you're also missing out on who this kid is. And yeah, we, the audience gets to see that. That's fine. That's totally cool. We get that. But at the same time, this character that we're supposed to tear, that we're supposed to care about is living a nightmare because she's surrounded by people who refuse to see any value in who she is. Mm. That's why she has this. This is, I understand why you hate this movie now, Dan. <laughs> I fully understand it. It makes so much sense to me because I'm I'm not watching it with the same level of uh, quote unquote baggage. Um, well, and there is that baggage too, but I, I'm not going to get too much into that. I'm in therapy. Everything's did. fine. But well, <laughs> but that's the thing. It's professionally and it, right. it it's both of the both of the both of the things. And like it's also doing that thing where like okay, well, you haven't gotten to this yet, but since we're here, um, David Augustin Styers. Um, when he discovers that like, oh no, there's a problem with Stitch, instead of saying like, hey everybody, Stitch might act a little bit weird, right, exactly. so like give him some space and just be ready for this because this could cause some serious destruction. Yeah, the central conflict of this film he could just, have been resolved. The, the story yeah. could still happen without right. people being utter f***ing assholes to each other and constantly at, at the on the attack. But, and, and but, um, 
there would be no conflict with Lilo and her the problems because she resents Stitch because he's being bad like by choice. She feels like she's being he's being bad by choice, mm-hmm. despite the I, fact that his eyes turn green every time that she doesn't see that part. I say, what if you present it as a story where these are two characters who are experiencing something difficult and they are they they address it the way people in that age group address it, where it's it you could still have the drama, you can still have the conflict, but it doesn't need to be you, Lilo, you're bad as a person. Stitch, you're bad as a creature because of these things that we're just failing to see. That we, the caretakers in your lives, are just neglecting entirely. Which is a result of your circumstance and or creation in the in the form of Stitch, your circumstance, you you are that thing because of the and you're bad because you're that thing. Right. Everything everything about it is perfectly understandable. And if they were an actual Ohana that actually support each other and cared about each other, then they would be able to communicate these things and still have the story. Which is well, why I I hear what you're saying. Sorry, Audrey, but um, if- which is why I appreciate at the <laughs> end that Lilo acknowledges that and says, "Listen, I was telling you I needed you, but you needed me more than I needed you. Totally. I wasn't there. You're my family. I'm sorry, you're dead." Go ahead, Audrey. Yeah, it does. It does get it right at the end, at the last part. Yeah, but which is why I love it so much. But we have to watch these people drag or these creatures, creatures. Uh, these characters, drag each other through utter, just awful, emotional, unnecessary stuff. When they could instead make a movie that maybe has most of the same story beats, but then presents some an option to their audience to say like. You know, you could just talk about these things. Right. No, I fully agree. Go ahead, Audrey. I think maybe this is from before (laughs) I... I'm just going to use a lot of vocal fillers until I can figure out what I needed to say (laughs) succinctly. No, I'm just... What I I want to say... Okay. (laughs) Maybe we just caught the teacher on a bad day. Like, maybe Lilo... We caught Lilo on a bad day. Like, I think it, it it builds realism if you imagine, hey, these characters aren't perfect and sometimes they right. have an awful week where it just so happens that this person feels like a problem because that happens to everyone. Nobody's perfect. Yeah. It's true. Um, all right. So the second paragraph of my story here. Uh, after the hula class <laughs> ends, Myrtle, who's the little redheaded one with the glasses, Insults Lilo by telling her that she will never be like her mother, causing her to start a fight with the with her. However, after taking pictures of the brawl, Stitch forgets to flush the evidence. And so Kumu th- thinks that Lilo <laughs> is <a> not. <laughs> well, it's in the movie, by the way. The line she says, you should have flushed the evidence. But I do appreciate the joke. <laughs> okay so then the next scene the fbi raids their house <laughs> <laughs> and then Lee straps a bomb to himself <laughs> uh, so kumu thinks that a very Lilo's sexy not ready. girly bomb because please yeah of course oh yeah that, yeah yeah we, we're still right. doing that <laughs> oh, my God. so kumu who's the teacher thinks that lilo is not ready for the competition because of the fight with myrtle but Lilo says that she is ready and triple promises to be good. While preparing for the competition, Lilo and Stitch have a hard time coming up with ideas, and Nani wants them to enjoy their family night while watching them. 
Them so funny. I love the live action. Is a, is a 1954 American black and white science fiction monster film from Warner Brothers Pictures. How did they get a Warner hmm. Brothers picture? I have no idea. That, it's so Disney weird. Movie. So first of all, it's a cartoon. It's hand-drawn animation for the most part. And they are watching TV, but they're watching a live-action black and white Warner Brothers horror movie. It was so surreal. Yeah, it was weird. I like that they did that. So Nani wants to watch this movie on Family Fun Night. But Stitch's past comes back to haunt him, and he goes berserk in the house. It turns (sighs) out that after Stitch was created... Jumba, who's David Ogden Stiers, did not get the chance to fully charge Stitch's molecules as the intergalactic police arrested him, disrupting the process. So when that happens, what happened when Stitch was being created, which we didn't see in the original movie, Mm -mm. all of his molecules have to be fully charged. Mm -hmm. But the intergalactic police came and raided the doctor, Jumba, and they pulled the plug on Stitch just before the last molecules were charged. And so that is why Stitch is glitching. And when he glitches, his eyes turn green. And visibly, it's not like only us, the audience, can see it. His eyes turn green. Something is going on. And he goes to bad mode. Like, he just destroy mode like the original Stitch we met. And what will happen is if 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 he doesn't get fully recharged, he's going to run out of battery effectively. And he's going to die. That's what this movie's about. Um, so, yeah. uh, at first, cat. oh, is her cat named Stitch? No, no, my cat. Does it, does it, are its eyes turn green? No. I'm just imagining okay. my cat just dying, which is sad. Oh, sad. oh no. Hug it and tell it to Ohana and it'll, it'll come back alive. Oh, no. At I've, first, I, I went down that rabbit hole when we watched cats. Oh, my God. <laughs> and, I was, I was crying. I was crying while watching this awful movie. And I was just like, you idiot. Because <laughs> you were thinking about a cat dying? Cause, well, because I was thinking, Memory, the yeah. the song. Um, memory. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's about this cat that's like alone and, and, and it's been like all, all at once is like, touch and and just to be accepted and understood and i was just like i hope i never made a cat feel like that oh my god wow (laughs) that was such a terrible terrible story it's such a bad musical at first i was gonna leave it going at first this glitch causes stitch to revert to his old destructive programming against his free will but it will ultimately kill him if jamba cannot create a fusion chamber before stitch's energy runs out for good Meanwhile, Stitch's uncontrollable destructive behavior drives a wedge between him and Lilo and threatens to ruin her chances for success at the hula competition. (laughs) And with that, let's take a commercial break. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. 
And we're and back. We're back. You we're what back. We're saying. <laughs> Lilo and Stitch try to be inspired for their hula, but Stitch keeps mal- malfunctioning because of his molecules. Since Lilo is so concerned about winning the competition, she fails to notice Stitch's glitch, This is which is what frustrates Dan so much, which is not his fault. And she believes his new behavior is deliberate and begins to reject and neglect him, much to yeah. his chagrin and eventual distress. In a subplot, Nani's boyfriend David believes Nani is losing interest in him. Pleakley comes to his aid and tries to give advice on romance. Okay. <laughs> so so this is the dumb subplot I was talking about before. They've been together a couple of weeks. They're watching a movie. It's a bad horror movie. Nani, who is you know working her butt off to run the household and work and everything else, she falls asleep. So Pleakley tells David that she's not interested anymore. And the whole subplot is because Pleakley was saying this, and now Pleakley's coming to his aid to make her more interested. It was so stupid. <laughs> he's red. He's red pilling Dave. David. David. Sure. Whatever. David. No. Yeah, David. David. Yeah, because he's reading. <laughs> this is a little detail that we get early in the movie. Is yeah, <laughs> Pleakley can't help around the house because he's busy studying things like daytime soap operas and uh, yeah. fashion magazines and like, which is hilarious because those aren't typically male things to do. They're, and he's alien, and he dresses yeah. up as women a lot in this movie. That's and they're drag, terrible representations of real it's people. Funny. <laughs> it's funny because it's not normal. Mm-hmm. That's why it's funny. And he's a skinny alien with one eyeball. And he's yes. annoying Everything because he's acting like hilarious. a woman. And women are annoying. Which women are so annoying. They're Red yes. pill. Do, do, do. Blaze it. I don't know it. what that means. <laughs> I don't know. Um, uh, uh, oof. Oof, I'll indeed. Get, I'll tell you. I'll, t- I'll get into it. Oh, off, off, Not offline. Here. Talk to me offline. Not here. Because I, yeah, yeah. Our Eventually, the are two, dying to know. The two devise a okay, hula so based on the pill is <laughs> <laughs> one pill. Are you familiar with? Hold on, where, where's my music? No, no, no. Are you familiar with uh, the movie called The Matrix? Yes, yeah. I like that movie. It has. Oh, you're going to tell Keanu a story. Reeves I'm going to do something it. else. And, and I was like, oh my gosh, Neo is so cute. Like, wow, he's like kind of goth and like superpowers. <laughs> and it's inspired by anime and right. the Wachowskis were like so yeah. innovative and groundbreaking when they were doing all those cool shots with bullet time. And then every movie after it copied it with bullet time. I think even Kangaroo Jack has a bullet time homage in it. Me. And it's, uh, yeah, that's how big of an impact those movies had on on uh, cinema yeah um do you you know at the the, the part in the movie where uh morbius uh <laughs> <laughs> says, strip yeah. <laughs> uh moby says, yeah old moby says uh <laughs> Do you want to take the blue pill or the red pill? The blue pill, you go back to your reality. The red pill, you see the world as it really is. Uh huh. And he says, oh, "Give me that red pill. Yum yum yum. Yum yum. So it's yum yum. Cinnamon so, Mike and Ike. It doesn't taste anything <laughs> like cinnamon. It looks like one. So there are people in this world who live pretty much online called incels, like Neo. They like to think that they're like Neo. Yes. (laughs) And they have decided that the hidden truth of the world 
is that there are certain people, mainly lonely, weird dudes, who are, like, too special or something, and that this is, and that all women are, like, evil and bad. They are right. And women are evil and bad. Because that's we, why. We stole the apple from the Garden of yeah. Eden because the and serpent. And that's why... That's why the weird insoles are lonely and afraid, not because it, that's just something that we all feel. Mm-hmm. Women deserve to be punished for. That's why we have to have children. It's our fault. Yes. Sorry. And their pope's name is Jordan Peterson. <laughs> oh. <laughs> nah, I think Jordan Peach. Jordan Peterson would look at insoles with disdain and say, "You need to take responsibility." Do you know? No, he's all about them. He's he's no. They, like, oh no, he's. Have you listened to a thing Jordan Peterson said? Are you kidding me? I've totally <laughs> listened to a lot of things that Jordan Peterson has said. Up and yours, woke room. <laughs> <laughs> Well, okay, so he does have that angle, but he also I see what you're okay. I you're seeing a different part of Jordan Peterson, but he is definitely. Um. Insults, he'd probably be like, you guys freaking suck. No, well, in a, in a way, that, that, that's the thing. A lot of the whole red pill incel thing is like, it's like uh, a self-fulfilling prophecy. So it's uh-huh. like, you're, what became of men? Men, you're the victim of the society. And they're like, hell yeah, brother. <laughs> right. But then he tells you what to do about it and none of them do that. So. <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah, he, he, well, I mean, I think we have a different opinion about that part, but he does address, he, he addresses their concerns in a way that further, uh, confirm their belief about the world. And then he may or may not present a solution, but they're not there for the solution. They're there for the like, hell yeah, this is, all, I'm, I'm suffering. I'm the victim here. That's true. I feel like been. that's true for a lot of people. Like this I just has been be Dan, Dan and Audrey talk about something that Jimmy doesn't. But I don't want to do understand. anything about it. <laughs> life sucks. Yeah, it does. What are you going to do about it? Well, I don't want to know. I just want to complain about life sucking. Yeah, hell yeah. It's like That's me every day. Like, it's like renewing my annual pass. I hate anyway. work, but I'm not looking for a different job, so that's my problem. That's true. <laughs> Um, this is, and this has also been Dan and Audrey been. come uncomfortably close to addressing political things yes. that they probably shouldn't address together. I was, I was going to make a, a Ferris Bueller's day, day Off joke because you were saying Jordan Peterson, and that made me think of George Peterson, who's Sloan's dad. George mm. Peterson. Anyway, Sloan, what a cool. So name. this totally this uh, this is where the movie to me is the most authentically Lilo and Stitch. And from this point out, this is a great movie. They go on this hunt. They, they're trying to figure out how to do a, or what hula they should do. They come up with a bunch of different ideas and then their inspiration is Elvis Presley, which was a mm-hmm. through line in the first movie. I don't understand why Elvis Presley. Well, because the music in the first movie was all Elvis. And I think that Lilo liked Elvis and Elvis is synonymous with parts of Hawaii. Is he? Blue Hawaii. He was at war in Hawaii, et cetera. So this Lilo a has a map. How much Elvis thing. do you see when you go to Hawaii? If you go to Waikiki, 
It's nothing but. Really? It's all it's all Elvis in Japan. It's Japanese and Elvis. I must have missed that. I mean, I'll take yeah. your word for it. But I, it, for me, I was watching this. I'm like, why is it just because some writers thought it was funny? Or well, it was a through line from the first movie. They used mostly Elvis yeah. music, and this is where it became like the first movie. Because what happened was Lilo has a map of all the places on Kauai, which evidently that's where they live, mm-hmm. um, where Elvis was during the war, where it's he filmed Blue Island. Hawaii. It is the Garden Isle. Um, and so they go to all those places, right? They go to the bench that, you know, that Elvis sat on in blue Hawaii. They go to this other, whatever. And then they lose the map along the way. Cause they're chasing a chicken who took the map. Cause then the chicken was walking by and Lilo's like, yeah, we're supposed to do a hula about a chicken. And Lilo stitch is like, no, no, we're not. So then they go to this gas station and these two guys who are, of course, without clothing, except for like diapers or whatever, are playing ukuleles. They're, they're wearing shorts. Of course, whatever. And two adult babies who <laughs> adult babies. into the ukulele diaper fetish, whatever that's but called. But this, so, this is where it gets so good because they're playing a song and Lilo's like, this is about the legend of uh, Hayaka. And tells the story of Hayaka and and why you know it, love is more powerful than death. And there was this 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 goddess Hayaka who fell in love with a with a human mortal person, and then he gets thrown in a volcano, and then she saves him and saves his life, and life is more powerful than death. So this is where the movie starts for me. Yes. Um. So eventually, the two devise a hula based on that. Uh, Lilo gets increasingly mad at Stitch as he ruins their practice sessions. To make matters worse, Jumba is having problems creating the fusion chamber because he doesn't have the proper alien technology to build one and must resort to using mere household objects. However, this was funny. On the day of the competition, Stitch arrives just before Lilo is about to perform. Before that, uh, there's a whole like couple of beats about um, where uh, Jumba is trying to make this thing. So he's like, okay, we need all these items to to Jiko. What's his name? Uh, Bleakly. So Chico. Bleakly. I don't know. So um, he's like, you got to get a toaster. You got to get a hairdryer. You got all this stuff. So there's this whole subplot where he's like trying to sneak all this stuff out. And then Jumbo's like ready to test out his machine and it blows up. And, and he's like, well, we don't have all those objects anymore. He's like, well, I didn't use them. I ordered this online. Right. <laughs> Why didn't he just thing. order it again I online? Know. I don't know. <laughs> I do uh, like the Jumba's Jumba Juice's like eccentricity. Jumba yeah, Juice. I like him. I like that character. I like when his it, Russian accent or whatever. Yeah, when they're it's also not, just when it, really cool designs. Yeah, totally. Like, I love, the, the eyes and the extra eyes, and the way his mouth has like a weird shape to it. Yeah, he's just like really lumpy. He looks, and, he's very alien. The animation is really cool. Yes. It's very good, no doubt. And Pleakley's um, legs when Pleakley walks is just like watching a mop <laughs> kind of like flop right. around. <laughs> and of course, as you need to have, one's very skinny, one's fat. Right. Mm-hmm. We need a square one. You can't have one without and the a other. Triangle. <laughs> That's right. Um, so Stitch comes just before she's about to perform to because wish her luck. Because what if they need to find love? How will that work? They go to no. a situation where there's a circle, a triangle, and a square. <laughs> That's in that'll be in Stitch Three. Jumba and Pleakley's great Jumba finds a triangle honeymoon. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
So, but <laughs> Stitch is, or Lilo's about to perform. She kicks Stitch out because he keeps screwing up. Um, and then Stitch comes to watch her, wishes her luck. And then Lilo goes on stage to perform and she's talking about how love is more powerful than death and realizes, you know what? This is not winning this hula competition because my mom did and I'll make her proud is not as important to me as this person thing that I love. My, my love is more important than winning a contest, right? Mm -hmm. So she leaves mid performance, goes find Stitch. He's run away. Meanwhile, Jumba figured out how to do this machine. Um, and so they, the two reconcile or Lilo and Stitch reconcile that way. Jumba finally completes the fusion chamber. However, Stitch has another abrupt fit. Lilo confused. At at some point, Lilo and Nani do address their mom. And Nani does say something along the lines of like, look, I am, I'm really struggling here. Like, and after that moment, that, that point, I was like, okay, they're, they're actually behaving like like human beings. They're and communicating, then, right? Yeah, and um, what I found endearing was that Stitch. He kind. Of, it seems like he kind of understood that, like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm losing some kind of control. So if I go out and do nice things for people, that will. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, so he goes out to do good deeds. And what was funny is he was at a really low point. Because, you know, throughout the movie, he's got that little sketch of himself. And it's all blue. And that means he's good. And then when he starts doing bad stuff, he starts erasing some of the blue. And so that's kind of a through line through the whole movie. So he wants to refill the good. Because he doesn't know why he's being bad, obviously. So So he was kind of able – he was intuiting on some level the – actual physical problem of well he he's not fully charged or whatever right but he was identifying it as oh i'm i'm running out of good i'm running out of good if i go out and do more good it will it will charge it will charge me he doesn't know that exactly that's the problem yeah exactly right communicate things exactly so but what happened go ahead audrey like it hits all the same emotional beats that the first movie does i think in the whole like that's what sequels do okay yeah (laughs) yeah Um, i don't know i was just like i'm not saying it's it's good i'm just saying that's what they do it's another fun montage of him uh doing doing good deeds for grand grand for old people yeah so i i laughed at this i wrote this down it's like so he's at an all-time low, and he's going to do something. We don't know what he's going to do at this point. And so he goes out and gets in traffic. And I'm like, is he committing suicide? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, he's just doing good good deeds. So he stopped a car on the road so he could help an old lady across the street. There's a bunch of fat people on the beach sun tanning, but he doesn't want them to get sunburned. So he slathers sunscreen on them. I, There's a I bird that falls wobble. out of a – Yeah, a bird <laughs> falls out of a, a bird's nest, and he – picks it up and carries the bird back and he builds a sandcastle for a little girl. So he's doing all these good deeds. Yeah. Yeah. By the Uh, way, uh, guy with the, uh, the tan marks, mm -hmm. tan mark guy. He's in the beginning with the ice cream. He's he's back. And he, he drops his ice cream cream problems. He's he's fat. He's fine. (laughs) I like, I, uh, I don't know. I guess I, this goes back to me feeling like I was doing work, but to be consistent, I think I've said in the past, I like it when they reuse those sort of They're familiar. motifs. Yeah. 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 But I guess this time I was kind of like, oh, it's this again. Yeah. Well, it, the novelty it's all kind wore of, off. 
it's kind of like it's it's like for me it's kind of like the pleakly thing where it's just like oh there's that again it's <laughs> another new one costume note. for pleakly yeah it's just it's like this one note where it's like oh they didn't really develop okay, there's and yeah you're not yeah yeah there's no development there's no like okay well what's the what's the next version of that like in in pleakly's in Pleakley's, uh example, it's like, well, what if we do more of it? And what if he's like more all in? But it's like, well, yeah, but so what? Yeah, yeah I guess <laughs> like you this, double down or you change. Or, uh... Yeah, and like the suntan ice cream guy, it's like, it's like, it's just, well, that was the joke. And, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. well, like with Pleakley, it's like, no, the joke is that he likes things that aren't typically masculine. That's that. That right. is the joke. Right. And he likes to dress in drag. Yeah. Um, okay. So I got him ahead of myself because um, so there, there before she goes on to perform, uh, he comes and wishes her stitch comes and wishes her luck. They reconcile. Jum- Jumbo completes the fusion chamber. However, Stitch has another abrupt fit. Lilo, confused, tries to ask Stitch if he's okay, but he accidentally scratches her face. Mm-hmm. Knowing that, means- that Stitch would never want to intentionally hurt her, Lilo finally realizes that something is wrong with him. He mm-hmm. tries to ask what's wrong, but Stitch, greatly horrified and remorseful that he hurt her, runs off to leave Earth, as he believes himself to be too dangerous. So he's sacrificing his love to avoid hurting his love. And then in the middle of her performance, Lilo ultimately forfeits the competition and runs off to help Stitch. As Stitch attempts to leave Earth, Lilo and the rest of the family desperately try to get him to return so they can recharge him. Oh, Ohana. 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 While taking off, Stitch suffers his most violent and painful outburst, which causes him to lose control and crash the spaceship in the Hawaiian mountains. Lilo rides... I was worried he was going to crash it into a building like the dream in the beginning. Oh, totally. Yeah. No, it just, it was remote, desolate. Nobody saw the spaceship. Um, Lilo rides over to the crash site in their hovercraft, which was sitting conveniently in the trunk of Nani's car, where she finds Stitch. Little self-aware moment when Stitch is in the spaceship searching for like a remote lonely planet, which I thought was really funny. What what do you do when he's like on hold or something? Yeah, he's like, You found yeah. the lonely planet selector. <laughs> <laughs> Cause it's like it was just like, okay, the writers had to put something in here to give Stitch like where's Stitch going? I don't know. Think right. of the dumbest yeah, idea like the, you've got. <laughs> the most isolated, desolate planet. Yeah, some of like the gags, on t- <laughs> some anyway. of the gags are legitimately good and yeah. and there there are good things to this movie. But then there's just those fundamental things that I was just like, like angry about. <laughs> so she gets in the hovercraft. She finds Stitch. Sorry, I'm almost done, Audrey. She finds Stitch <laughs> injured and close to death. She hurriedly gets him into Jumba's fusion chamber, but it's too late. And Lilo watches in tears as Stitch apologizes one last time and dies. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there watching this going, Holy crap. I know there's a sequel, but maybe it's a prequel. Like, did Stitch just die? And then Jumba says, just to make sure. And he walks up with a pistol. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> and he does and- cap. <laughs> um, Stitch. You're, you're several cap, times Audrey. In the head. <laughs> um, 
So, but that, yeah, so it was a legit moment. It was touching, but then Lilo gives him this impassioned speech to cheers to Dakota Fanning where, like I've been saying all along, they've been practicing this hula. That's about love being more powerful than death. Stitch dies and Lilo's love for stitch and her recognition of the fact that she wasn't paying attention to the fact that he needed her because he was glitching. She was so selfishly worried about her own performance and winning that she acknowledges that. And that was incredibly powerful. And that brought his energy back up. He's full, fully recharged from all this love and affection and acknowledgement of family. And that's where I cried. You know what that means, Jimmy? That means that all of uh, uh, Jumba Juice's creatures are powered <laughs> By love. By love, Aww. exactly. Which is more powerful than death. Jumbo's a good guy. It was, uh, it was not a as really powerful as an NFT. <laughs> oh my God. I have to tell you later, this is the stupidest thing. I, I came up with an alternate definition of an NFT. Um, it's <laughs> NFT, inappropriate. For those who are listening and don't know what it stands for, non fungible token. What was your right. definition, or, James? You're going to have to bleep. Sorry. <laughs> I've already created plenty of work for myself. Go if, ahead. Uh, you know, if, <laughs> if, if a girl has small boobs, they're non- <laughs> oh, <Jesus. laughs> I really thought that that was – there's no way. I thought that – you know, sometimes you're like, oh, okay. I think I know what category <sighs> of joke this is going to be. I think I know like <laughs> – I haven't where, said that out loud yet. I've, where, I've only thought it to myself and giggled to myself. Going, and I think I know. Okay, I kind of know. Uh, and then someone comes along and they say that. You're like, oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> I Okay. Anyway, NFTs. Um, all right. So uh, when a disheartened Jamba takes uh, Jamba uh. Juice, takes Stitch out of the chamber, Lilo holds him close and sadly apologizes for her treatment of him. Having finally understood that while she kept saying that she needed him, he needed her more. She says that she said that he is her Ohana and therefore will always love him and breaks down in tears. Everyone grieves for a time as Lilo weeps, but Stitch eventually awakens much to everyone's happiness. Pleakly is at a loss for words to which Jumba explains what happened. Stitch was revived by the power of love. Exactly. Love is more powerful than death. And that's what it hit me. I'm like, oh, the movie's been trying to tell us the whole time. Uh, mm-hmm. Later and, that uh, night. Yeah, I don't know. You're right. That one was more a sentence, really great. One more sentence. <laughs> Later that night, the family, along with David, performs Lilo's hula dance on an empty stage. And Who Nani tells Lilo too? that their mother, well, they're just performing because, yeah, they have to perform the, the hula. They have to because they've been practicing the whole movie. I thought, and I'm very relieved that I was not right, that they would make it back in time before the competition ended and Lila mm-hmm. would do the dance and win the competition. And I'm so glad that didn't happen. But she yeah. needed to get the dance out for the audience. You have That's to tie true. that bow. That's so they're, they're out there doing it. And the one thing we didn't mention was that when Lilo and, and Nani started communicating, they talked about evidently their room has a, a sunroof. So they're looking out into the, I know they're looking out into the stars and they're like, Oh, remember when mom used to make up all these constellations and ha ha ha. So they're sitting there, uh, Lilo's hula dance, they're doing on an empty stage and Nani tells Lilo that their mother would be proud of her and they pan to the sky and a star twinkles to justify it. Mm. The end. Uh... I liked it guys. 
Yeah. That like were, it, it really was a very uh, emotional performance. It was. Dakota I wasn't Man- taking, I was not taking the movie seriously up until that point. And then I was like, oh. Oh. Yeah, I think, I think I agree. But I think it was, again, the moment, the little montage of Elvis stuff that really it kicked in for me. And the training and montage the way, was funny, too. The training oh, tra- montage. Yeah, training montage was good. Yeah. Um, by the way, Ving Rhames was credited in this film, but did not make an appearance. Huh. Yeah. Bubbles? I thought that was right? weird. Yeah, Bubbles. Huh. That's weird. Maybe it's a post-credit scene that I didn't wait for. No, there wasn't one. I I checked. Okay. Um, Uh, Guys, do you want to know what we're going to drink tonight? Yeah. (laughs) Definitely. I, I, you know, listener, I sometimes I have beer at the ready. And I won't tell you why I always pick a beer relevant to the movie again, because I've said it a million times. But I don't always have one in the back pocket. So I, I did some searching and, and I've got a, I've got a story. It's a, it's two paragraphs. I'm not going to talk about beer notes and whatever, but I was looking for something that was about aliens and Hawaii. And is there a beer that kind of combines that? The Lanakai Brewing Company in Hawaii, LBC. Founder and brewmaster Steve Homschild was always fascinated with space as a boy and always admired NASA, the independent government organization responsible for space exploration and the 1969 moon landing. Forever an explorer and professionally educated scientist, he chased other passions, eventually leading him to become an entrepreneur and eventually starting the Lanakai Brewing Company. Steve has a passion for wild ales and decided to give... A try for bioprospecting native Hawaiian yeast all over the state of Hawaii from the volcanoes, the beaches, the farms, and even the sea. Cool. After almost three, wor- three years of work, LBC finally cracked the code on mobile coal shipping and started to share native Hawaiian beers. Around this time, Steve met a former NASA ER-2 pilot while on a 205-mile ranger run and immediately became friends. Years later... Other ER2 pilots worked with Lanakai Brewing Company to collect yeast from outside the Earth's atmosphere, flying through the microcosmos above Hawaii. Shut up. The capture worked, and later LBC went on to produce its first UFO IPA, which stands for Unidentified Fermenting Object, Interplanetary Ale. What? They used yeast floating in outer space above Hawaii to make beer. That's so sick. Where do I find this beer? Well, listen to this. They did it for the 50th anniversary of the moon landing. Hold on. They did this for the 50th anniversary of the moon landing, and the beer sold out in days. It's gone. Isn't that cool? That is so cool. So it's Hawaii, and it's alien. It's outer space, and it's beer. That's And it looks like it has been sold out. Okay. So, and you were saying? Yeah, it's, like I said, it's been it's yeah, sold out yeah. like in days. But it was for the 50th anniversary of the moon landing, which was just uh, three years ago. Dang, hmm. not that cool. That's freaking wild. Yeah, so that's what we're not going to be drinking because it's sold out. So, Audrey, <laughs> what are you? What are we going to be eating? I, a oh. poi, I hope. Uh, <laughs> Nothing but poi. <laughs> Unfortunately, not. I hate to disappoint. Um, it, it's kind of inspired, I guess, by Nani's crazy movie snacks that she makes. You know how she has like 
eyeball dumplings. Oh, like themed stuff, like like bow buns, but they're shaped like eyeballs. Yeah, that those were creepy and too realistic. Um, totally, and they mirrored the the art for Bleakley's eye. Yes, they looked like his eye, but he. We're <laughs> um, we're gonna have spaghetti octopus hot dogs. So you cut up hot dogs and then you stick <laughs> raw spaghetti into them. And then you mm-hmm. boil those two things, and then the spaghetti cooks, and the hot dog cooks. But then you have s- stringy spaghetti inside of hot dogs, and they look like octopuses. And then uh, pro tip, way- Audrey, pro tip thing. Yes. If you if you cut the hot dog ha- halfway up, you cut it like three quarters of the way up mm-hmm. in half, and then you mm-hmm. do a, a diagonal split of that, and split and split, you have four. Little hot dog sticks, boil them, and the actual hot dog looks like an octopus. Well, then that's where I thought gonna... you were going with that, but I didn't know that you could do spaghetti in a hot dog. You can do spaghetti in a hot dog, and that it seems amazing. like something a seven-year-old would love. Uh, and Lilo is in fact seven, and maybe we'll have some like frozen corn pea um, carrot medley on the side because you got to eat your veggies. Right. I made. I had a whole themed Halloween dinner last year. Ooh! I made a. a, a I think it was a, a pizza that looked like a mummy. You like slice mozzarella cheese across it, and it was it was cute. Forget what else I did, but it was fun. Fun. Anyway, hmm. uh, anyway. that sounds delicious. Dan, what are we going to be listening to? Well, I went on a little bit of a journey. Um, yes. Uh. I don't know if it's linear. I'm trying to figure out how to explain how I got here. So I, in thinking about Elvis being in this movie and thinking why Elvis, which Jimmy, I believe what you're saying before the explanation, um, I was thinking, wouldn't it be, uh, as I often do, I went down the road of like, it'd really been pretty cool if they would have given like some sort of like an Island based musician. So a little bit of, recognition for this and i thought hey well what does that sound like beyond like what we're used to and we've heard in like lobbies of tiki themed hotels or whatever (laughs) and i went i went through some rabbit holes there and i found out that oh a lot of it is kind of has a reggae feel to it which kind of makes sense and you know the contemporary stuff and you have different there's a lot of different uh influences and traditions that go into it but for some reason and again this is just me doing one night of research they kind of all navigate to a reggae direction which is that was interesting for me however i have none of that um because i then started the adhd kicked in and i said (laughs) to myself hey remember mashups and because mashups were a thing that happened and they didn't take off, but they could have. And I don't know why they didn't take off, but, um, they still do happen. Well, they, but they, they didn't take off in a really big, they had the potential to be a very, very big deal, but Mm. instead they just became a thing that just exists on YouTube now. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's, this and it started happening around the time a few years before this movie came out, but around this time, and I thought I need to acknowledge that this this as a thing before we move any further on the timeline. And so, Jimmy, are you familiar with what mashups are? 
Audrey, yes, of course. seems like you are. Okay. Here is uh, one. So for the uninitiated, um, how would either of you explain a mashup since I've been talking nonstop for a while? Well, to me, well, no, Audrey, you go. It's when you take two songs that have a similar chord structure and maybe beat beat and theme possibly and mash them together. So maybe yeah. you have the chorus melody from one song, but the backing track of another song and they happen to fit really well together and you play them at the same time. Right. Yeah. It's like that together. thing that your brain sometimes does where it's yeah. like you're, you'll have a song playing in your head and then it'll get like another song that's similar. will get joined in a bunch of nerds. A bunch of nerds came in and said, Hey, let's do that. So here's, I'm just going to play some examples because it's fun. This is hot fame. It's a combination of David Bowie's fame and James Brown's hot. And if they try to sue us, which one? Which one's going to try to sue us? So you take, it's kind of like best of both worlds kind of thing. <laughs> so, and then Jimmy, I found this one for you. It's uh, Stain in Black. It's Bee Gees and ACDC. <laughs> Does I like the Bee Gees? I think you said you did at some point. I do like the Bee Gees. I love it. I love it. So I'm going down these roads and I'm hearing this and I get some, uh, I get some others that are like, I get some that are four different tracks. There's a, there's a Bowie, Michael Jackson, Daft Punk, and then there's a Eurythmics, uh, Dire Straits, uh, Soft Cell. And someone, it's, it gets nuts. And then, tragedy. This broke my, and, and then this broke my brain. Tragedy. Go ahead. Because, um, and this is just for the for the people out there who enjoy this kind of music. This is Justice and Daft Punk, and it positively broke my brain because these are two artists. <laughs> Who, French, who deal in crunchy French electronic music, and oh my god! So instead of taking two things that are like one of these things is not like the other, this person said, "Oh, let's just let's let's combine these things that really need to go." And it is marvelous. Robot Rock used to be my phone ringer. Oh, yeah. By the way, anyone out there who has allowed themselves to get into Daft Punk, just do it. We love you. They're so fun. They're so fun. They're the best. I don't know. I don't know. I like the I like the Bee Gees uh, ACDC mass up better. 
because it's oh yeah if you're gonna if you're gonna it, it's it it is yeah it's more of a mashup instead of a blend if that right. makes sense like it's right. two things colliding yeah. versus two things kind of like enmeshing and that's why i think that 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 kind of thing it would have just taken a couple a couple DJs in, you know, big markets going like, hey, this is my show now. I'm going to just showcase this. Um, instead, we got the world we live in now. Fun fact, <laughs> the song Grease from the movie Grease was uh, performed by Frankie Valli, written by uh, the Bee Gees. Oh, uh, uh, there you go. Fact of the show. Okay. Rest in uh, peace. Well, thanks for listening. It's Lilo and Stitch 2. Uh, stay tuned for our next release. Oh, and by the way, the next movie in chronological order is Pooh's Heffalump Halloween movie. <sighs> mm. right. So that would technically come out on September 30th unless we come up with something else like, I don't know, Grease? Because Dan hasn't seen it. Could do oh, Grease for September. Oh, we have to do September. it for... for um... Oh we got gosh. a I can't request I to do right Mamma Mia. We did do. We did, in fact, have a listener request Mamma Mia. We could do that, which is Greece esque. We could do that for September, and then do Pooh's Halloween Heffalump movie for October thirtieth release. I like none of these options, but I mean, this is the show we do. So, well, listener, when <laughs> when September thirtieth rolls around, you'll figure out what we decided. Yep. Uh, in the meantime, the, you can listen to ourselves and other shows like The Supreme Resort, which is a podcast about Disneyland, Disney World, which is better. Dan and I are going to Disneyland. Yes, we uh, are. Before this comes out, we already talked about it. We've already been. It was great. There were fights and we peed in cups. Yes. <laughs> um, and then there's the Ears Up, Ears Up in Depth, the Star Wars show, and then... Um, yeah, so rate and review us, guys. We love it when you talk about our show, talk about Sheila and Cheryl. Uh, they're fun. I think we've had a request for them to come back. Ah. Um, and, yeah, just are you listening on iTunes? Probably, because most of our listeners are on iTunes. Just click that button. Give us five stars and tell us what you want to hear. Do you mm-hmm. want to hear Grease? What, what, what movie do you want to hear Dan hate next? Olivia <laughs> Newton-John. <laughs> Do it oh, for her. Xanadu. Oh Xanadu. my god. Oh, we she just totally, died, guys. She, totally she just died. Xanadu. She just died. I've so never sad. seen Xanadu. So I, I have like Oh it. no, what have I done? <laughs> oh god. I've seen Xanadu. It's 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 a challenge. Xanadu. We well, all right, listener, you'll find out September 30th. Yeah, uh, and if you want an, if you want something to write in your review, here's the suggestion. My favorite part of the show is when one of the hosts claims to be an ardent anti-capitalist, but then complains that he can't renew his, his annual pass. Annual pass. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Yeah. I'll write it for you, listener. Um, <laughs> anyway, guys, so uh, reach out to us if you don't want to rate and review us, or you want to give us suggestions or recommendations or ideas. I'm Jimmy at earsup-podcast.com. That's J-I-M-M-Y. Uh, Dan at earsuppyphonpodcast.com. Audrey is nerdery at um, Instagram. Mm-hmm. Oh, hey, and, Jimmy, what's going on with concierge? Yeah, got anything? Oh, yeah, concierge. So uh, it's a great free service. To, uh, just go call them. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, okay. 856 our ears. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I don't have any new clients right now. Okay. Um, 
Give them a job. Yeah, but yeah, they're great. Give them something to do. Ooh, ooh, gift ideas, guys. What what if a listener calls concierge, A five six R ears, or emails us, jhunterconcierge.com, um, and they say, Hey, we heard about concierge from scraping the vault. <gasps> what what should we give them? Oh, uh, Someone can have my notebook of movie notes when I finish it. I'm getting very close. Photocopies. No, the actual Not your notebook. Actual. Whoa. Audrey's actual notebook of yeah, these it's movies? Giraffe. Actually, on it. I just I mean thought the of, Smithsonian's I, gonna be pissed. I just thought of a possibility here. When you said gift and gift ideas, the holidays are not around the corner, but they are they will be coming. Uh, listen, Since I went we to are, Bucky's, the yeah. listeners who knows what Bucky's is. I went to Bucky's last week on my way home from Florida from Epcot, and uh, they were all the Halloween stuff was out. Mm. What? All of it's it. It's not yep. even. And the first, the first not so scary Halloween party last week. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. Um, so wait, pumpkin spice this- lattes are coming back though. That's <laughs> exciting. I do like a pumpkin. Anyway, spice the holidays latte. are around the corner, Dan. So holidays are around the corner, and we do have this this place where. We might, we don't necessarily know right now what we are going to be watching. Mm-hmm. So if you, listener, have someone in your life who you would like us, if there's a movie that they enjoy that is awful and ridiculous and they're aware of it or, or like anything like that, challenging, it just anything that you think that, I mean, you're a listener of the show. If there's someone in your life that you would like to get them the gift of us watching their favorite awful movie for free. Mm-hmm. Suggest That's it. A good, it's a good idea. That sounds like fun. I'm not going to guarantee that we will do it, but, and honestly, listener, there are less of you than you probably think. <laughs> so <laughs> if you're listening to this and you're thinking like, Ooh, I totally have that idea. I totally, my friend so-and-so loves this movie that is just a pile of trash. Uh, let us know. And there's a good yeah. chance if it, if it, if it is interesting to us, there's a good chance that we could be able to do it. Absolutely. And, and by the way, even if you want to just send us an email about that, but if you use concierge and say that you heard about us from scraping the vault, there we go. Then you are guaranteed that victory oh oh my yeah, goodness guaranteed uh okay. because that Call means we the might next have to do more than five one. minutes yeah in the next five Call minutes eight, five, six, five, six, six, hours and you get a special <laughs> greeting from sheila from happy sex and Cactus oh you know her <laughs> let's, prom- don't you? let's promise more uh we will also <laughs> send you a pre-nibbled green M&M's. <laughs> okay. <laughs> one by one. Uh, all right. So, so, so far we have, you can pick our next show. You can get Audrey's notebook. Uh-huh. You can get a voicemail from Sheila from the Australian group. Uh-huh. You can get pre-nibbled M&M's all green, just green. Let's well, just knock one, one of those off. Let's, let's. To save on postage, we'll skip the oh, re- remember, remember Sheila and, and Cheryl had their writer where we had to send them M&M's? <laughs> that was so funny. Uh, all right. And then what else? All right. So um, also... That's it. 
I will come with you on your vacation, (laughs) (laughs) whether you want him to or not. You want me to or not? Because I'll be booking it for you. So I'll come (laughs) with you. I'll be your personal concierge, and he'll he'll tell you all the things you're doing wrong. All the things. (laughs) All the things. And he'll 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 do the haunted mansion narration while staring you right in the eye. We'll get headsets. I'll get a microphone. We'll walk around. We'll do the thing. I'm gonna uh, fake. But yeah. Anyway, I, <laughs> I'm gonna pretend. I'm gonna be a different person so I can win all these gifts from you guys. So I want to go. <laughs> I want to see this. Winner happen. must not be a member of this podcast. Dang it! Um, <laughs> or David Sally. <laughs> or David Sally. <laughs> Or Ryan, <laughs> or or anyone associated with the Ears Up Hyphen Podcast Network. Shoot. Um, okay, thanks That's for it. listening, My guys. Ended. You guys, I love you guys. You are so much fun. I, I'm excited to see you in six days. I just thought of the best Christmas gift of all for our, for our listeners. Okay, what is it? We get Jeremy on and don't explain anything. Oh. <laughs> Like, don't even tell him what movie don't we watched. Don't tell him anything about the show. Just oh my god! <laughs> we tell him he. We invite him on to a like a re- reprise episode of the Haunted Mansion, or or like Big Thunder Mountain. We're gonna relitigate that. And we or don't no, tell we watch we watch the Haunted Mansion movie. <laughs> oh yeah, with Eddie Murphy. That's a great Halloween episode. <laughs> And we t- we don't tell him to watch that. We tell him to watch something else. And yeah, then we just he tell comes him that on. we're doing Haunted Mansion. <laughs> oh, the the ride, not the movie. Well, no, he'll think it's the ride. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Totally. And we start talking about Eddie Murphy, and Audrey's there, and Sheila's there. He has no idea. He would hang up so fast. <laughs> That'd be wonderful. Oh my God. Merry Christmas, everybody. <laughs> Mele Kalikimaka. Is it, that is the thing way. to say. That uh-huh. is the thing to say on a bright Hawaiian Christmas day. <sighs> yes. All right, everybody. Well, thank you for listening and be good to each other, please. And until next time, be, be kind, kind and, and rewind. Princess Enchanted Tales, follow your dreams. What A little minute. <laughs> Real's beginning. What a word salad and is then that? Tinkerbell Palooza, and then we're done. Hold on. Uh, okay. Disney products receive 10 Toy of the Year nominations. Free forms in Motherland, Fort Salem starts to tell her. Disneyland Resort announces the return of the holiday season July. Oh, there, here, oh, there we the go. One. There we go. That's that's it. That that'll be that'll be perfect. Disneyland Resort announced the return of the holiday season, <laughs> November eleventh, two thousand twenty-two, to January eighth, two thousand twenty-three. Disneyland Resort will once again transform into the merriest place on earth for the holiday season, November eleventh, twenty twenty-two, through January eighth, twenty twenty-three. I, for one.
cannot wait for the return of so many treasured traditions. From the sparkling holiday decor to It's a Small World Holiday, the Disney Viva Navidad street party, and the seasonal food and beverage offerings, I am already bubbling with excitement. Read on for all the magical details for what you can expect around the resort for the upcoming holiday season. Disney California Adventure Park. In the Disney California Adventure Park, holiday decor will shine bright with a 50-foot-tall Christmas tree on Buena Vista Street, an automotive holiday embellishment in Cars Land, the nighttime spectacular world of color season of light will bring holiday magic by fusing cherished holiday music with memorable moments from treasured Disney animated films. Like Lilo and Stitch 2, Stitch has a glitch. (laughs) Through energetic live entertainment, culinary delights, and special traditions, Disney Festival of Holidays will highlight a diverse season of celebrations, including Christmas, Navidad, Diwali, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, and Three Kings Day. Festival marketplaces across the park will serve a handcrafted menu of delectable foods and beverages. The fan favorite Sip and Savor Pass will return to taste your way through eight food or non-alcoholic beverage selections participating marketplaces. Can I give you a note, Jimmy? Try to say it like you're the one actually farting, but try to keep up the... (laughs) Try to keep up the energy. As part of the Disney Festival of... Got a little on me there. You may also enjoy nightly holiday concerts from... <laughs> so what we're really saying is, Jeremy, please come on our show. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Uh, no mm. cap. Ugh. Those kids are bussing. They do say right? no cap a lot. I don't know what, what that is. That? For real? No cap? It's like no lie, right? No like, cap? no cap. No cap. This oh stuff God. is bussing. does no cap mean? I know what mo cap is. You no aren't town? lying. Um, what does it mean? No cap. Cap is another Origin. word for lie. So saying uh, no cap means that you're not lying. No cap. Where did the phrase no cap come from? This is definitely going to be included in some part of the show. Yep, According to dictionary.com, using capping as a phrase means lying. Originated from African-American vernacular English, also known as AAPE, in the early 1900s. As previously reported by Bustle, capping originated as a social ritual of exchanging insults, similar to today's roasting. Uh, Dan? Hmm? Hmm? I can send an article in the chat. Is there a chat? Just, uh, yes, but it's going to be... Let's try it. Hold on. It's Hi there. Everything's running. Send a message. Send us a message. I don't want to send you a message. I don't think my keyboard's working. Just, it's type here to yeah. chat. Oh, got it. 
Yeet. Do you know what yeet means? I do. Audrey, what does yeet mean? To throw. That is correct. Uh, Do you know what skeet means? Okay, let's see. God damn it, Zencaster. This is going to be a problem. I believe it Uh, means to ejaculate. (gasps) It does. The slang we used in 2005. Mm -hmm. There you go, Dan. Let's see. Holla back, girl. Yeah, that's why that song that they played on public radio, Skeet, 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 Drip Down My Balls. Ah, yes, Skeet, Skeet, it is God damn. To the window. It means ejaculate. To, to the, the walls. walls. So he was jizzing everywhere. My goodness. I have, I have a story about balls. that word that is funny, but also probably super racist. But okay. I'm not the one being the super racist one. It's... A probably racist, in fact, definitely racist thing that happened that I heard about. I was working at Chuck. I need my music for this. I was working. I was working at Charles Entertainment Cheese's Pizza Paradise. And um, hold on. I'm going to do this to make it happy. Yep. Um, you sneeze so loud. Okay. Come on. I'm not going to edit this. There you go. So I was working for Charles Entertainment Cheese's Entertainment and Pizza Empire, also known as Chuck E. Cheese Pizza Place. And I was working in the kitchen. In fact, I was the uh, unpaid, unpromoted manager of said kitchen because capitalism. Um, (laughs) Anyway... Several people who worked in the kitchen also worked together at Taco Bell. Ooh. Now, Taco Bell has a gun, a little gun for uh, sour cream. Cool. Now, sour cream, pejoratively, can resemble ejaculate. (sighs) Now, (laughs) one of my co-workers... Yeah, one of <laughs> one of my coworkers <laughs> just as tasty was relating to another one of my coworkers that an, another one of their coworkers at Taco Bell was training somebody who did, did in fact not really understand English very well. English was it. not their first language, but they understood it just enough. Um, and, and then he ejaculated into the burrito on. On to the ESL kid. No. Uh, so <laughs> he very whimsically decided to train this person to say skeet, skeet, skeet when he was squirting sour cream. I love it. Which <laughs> is awful <laughs> because it's absolutely <laughs> taking advantage that's funny in a position uh, first of all <laughs> they're in a position of power over this person and <laughs> second they are definitely taking advantage of them like not being familiar with the language and the culture however it's pretty funny it, it it's it, it's at the time it was funny 